It's the Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm alright song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Cause I've still got a lot of fight left in me. To be clear, I'm, I'm going to fight uh, the Biden DOJ subpoena to appear before the grand jury because I think it's unprecedented and it's unconstitutional. The fact that no vice president um, has ever been uh, subject uh, to a subpoena to testify about the president with whom they serve makes it unprecedented. But that goes to the issue of executive privilege. Uh, my understanding is that President Trump will assert that. Uh, that's not my fight. My fight is on the separation of powers. Okay. Oh, you are correct. I could, I almost did not get through that sanctimonious tone of voice. Mike Pence. This is, by the way, my shirt is for him. Yeah. I'm not buying your stupid book. Oh, no. Which is, uh, I believe, entitled So Help Me God, which is the oath he takes to the United States, except uh, not if you're uh, uh, you serve an orange cult leader. Okay. Hey, Harry Lippman's joining us today. We yes. have a lot of breaking. Yeah, there's a lot happening yesterday. Yeah. Yes, Mark Meadows has been subpoenaed. Uh, Mike Pence is going to lose this latest legal fight but he might succeed in delaying harry Lippman writes a piece in yeah. the la times just mm-hmm. because this is in the age of trump what you do right it's um a stupid new legal argument that's going to take time and blah yeah 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 he's going to try to run out the clock yeah right uh and meanwhile rapey mcforehead yeah goes, there's that goes free yes um I mean, when you're relying is it, on a when you've 17- asked for a pardon for that crime, is that is it unusual that you would then, uh, okay, not be charged? Do I have to endure this soundbite as well? This one, oh, this is going. Yeah. This one, th- okay. this, there's layers to this one. Representative uh, Rapey McForehead, Matt Gates. I also look to the mentorship of my friend Jim Jordan, no! who also faced totally false allegations no! and it, was in a position gone? where he continued to lead on critical Republican efforts. So I know folks don't always agree with my perspective on everything, but I have been working to mm. impact the Congress in a positive way, get us out of foreign wars, focus on the border, and now I serve on the committee focused on the weaponization of this government against mm. our people. And having been through the experiences of my life, I hope I'm able to be an effective member of that panel okay. do you have a, the shut up cannon just handy you just got fired that thing all the way up yeah shut up hey. shut the hell up yeah. shut up 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 you shut up this is a uh, public service for America and also for Powell Poundstone, who tweeted, I've been listening to the House Re- Weaponization Committee hearing. I literally feel sick. You can't listen to that. Oops. I didn't know she was going to work blue. Oh. Without, really uh, blue. without the shut up cannon from the Stephanie Miller Show. You're welcome, Paula. Shut the f- up. Shut all the way the f- Wait, what's until that from? Grace and Frankie. I don't, I don't show. Where, where could it be? This is from Grace and Frankie. Damn it. Oops. Too shut. We're still trying to find out where, where that's does from. Does anyone know? Okay, we're just kidding. You, we're going to get flooded with emails and it's tweets from Grace now. And yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Um, I, I don't. You know, I'm not a legal expert like Harry Littman, who will join us in just a bit. But um, when you ask for a pardon for said crime, and also it's in your Venmo, it's in your Venmo. The 
Because what did he say? Well, we might have different points of view on things. Like, for instance, I don't know, child sex trafficking. We might have different points of view. But what, right. was the Venmo yeah. memo for like underage yes. teenage chicks? Right, probably. Okay. I think it's a tuition. Does Don Jr.? Did it really say tuition? I does, think it did. Does Don Jr.'s Venmo? Does he? Does the note say? You know, the thing. There's, we, there's a lot of eggplant emojis in Don Jr.'s yeah, Venmo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I just wondered if it said Don Jr.'s on Coke. Don Jr.'s on Coke. Yeah. I just don't know if he just put that in the Venmo. This is for... Don Jr. Blow. Okay. Don Jr.'s on Coke. That, allegedly. I don't know, Chris. Siri has heard that command more than once, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. We will talk to Harry Littman in uh, just a bit. Uh, Dr. Redliner and, of course, uh, Dana Goldberg. Mm-hmm. But Empty Wheel, who uh, obviously I follow on Twitter, says... um. For those asking why the DOJ didn't charge Gates, one problem with the allegations is that the star witness, Joel Greenberg, manufactured an under an underage sex allegation against someone else. This is the problem in a lot of criming oh, yeah. is that the the other people tend to be scumbags, too. So, yeah. it, you know, yeah. it, it's... Well, you have that, that one. Makes, that and, makes it, like, ten times harder. And and you have teenage witnesses. Teenage, look at, teenage look hookers at the, who Look at the have, 14-year-old who accused Donald Trump of yeah. rape and then yeah. was terrified and threatened and I, I think declined. It's, I, I think they're more concerned about the credibility of yeah. the, um, the said yeah. prostitute. Yeah. Um, anyway, it is, I, it is infuriating, however, because, again... When you've asked for a pardon for something and it's in your, your Venmo, unfortunately, it seems quite obvious. Allegedly, do I need to say there are two that tiers he is of guilty, justice? That he's guilty. There's yes. two tiers of justice in this country, right? Right. Even I the- mean, all I'm saying is TikTok. We better be getting an orange mother indictment sometime soon because people's faith in the system of justice. I mean, his Venmo memo said teenage hookers and blow. I think did it allegedly. Did it allegedly. Allegedly. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Starry uh-huh. Decisis, for that. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Um. By the way, Harry Lippman, happy clappy a little bit this morning. We'll talk to him in a bit. Another aggressive and encouraging move by Jack Smith. He tweets, it's the motion to pierce the attorney-client privilege between Trump and Evan Corcoran on the ground that Trump was using him to facilitate a crime. Noteworthy for starters that DOJ is embracing that. Um, So I think the Meadows... Uh, oh, Harry also said Meadows subpoena is another indication that it's late in the game for Smith. They won't subpoena Trump. He's a target. So Meadows is about the highest subpoena recipient out there. So I feel like we are in the end game one way or another, right? Yeah. Between mm-hmm. Pence and uh, uh, Meadows. But but, I, but Travis is, is like, wake me when you when we I get it. Travis is, don't, don't wake the I, baby. You know, don't wake the baby until someone's in jail. You know, um, what, what, what we thought that Mark Meadows had been con- cooperating this whole time. Yeah. Now he's getting his, what yeah. is going on? What's going on? What yeah. is, just what is it, let me know when you're done. What is it that CNN <laughs> has revealed that there I'm are sick of it. Eight? That there are eight. CNN's did Great. eight. Great. Let's eight one of those. Let's get fights one. Between Trump and Jack Smith let's, right now. Okay. Let's win one. Okay. Uh, Jack I'm Smith's sprawling investigation into Donald Trump. Sprawling, boys and girls, means he's a really big He's got fingers crook. in every pie. He's crooking everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and now includes eight secret court battles uh, that are aimed at uncovering some of the most closely held details about Trump's actions after the 2020 election. The eight sealed cases is an unusually high number, according to expert. It reflects both the scope of the investigation and Trump's ultra combative style in the face of investigations. You know what that's code for? That he keeps adding obstruction charges mm-hmm. on top of the regular nah. criming. Uh, yes, the number of sealed cases is likely to grow in the coming, coming weeks, including now this stupid Pence thing mm-hmm. that uh, uh, Harry writes about. Um, 
One former White House counsel said we are in extraordinary times, added that part of it is I think Trump continues to assert these theories long after they've been batted away by the courts. Um, Yes, A. B, he's a giant crook. Did I mention that? Andrew Weissman said Meadows uh, will be so hard for him to lie with impunity in the grand jury. Totally the right move to subpoena him, to ratchet up the pressure on him to come clean. If he lies, he will face perjury and obstruction charges and more. Um, Yeah, we've been talking for a while about whether he's flipped, right? And But as you say, it doesn't seem like not if he's just being subpoenaed. Let me know when there's handcuffs. (laughs) Okay, all right. When he's frog marched out of there. Yeah. yeah. When he's in an orange jumpsuit that matches his face. Jeff Tiedrich speaks for me. Lucky for Matt Gates, he was just a rich white hole uh, trafficking teenage girls and holy uh, leaving a Venmo trail of his crimes and not, for example, a black man selling loose cigarettes on a street corner because there's serious consequences for that. Um, yeah. It's hard not to feel, you know, two systems of justice this morning. Uh-huh. Um, However, it's I, it is balanced by my happy clappiness over the uh, Mike Pence and the Mark Meadows subpoenas. However, how much longer must I endure? Can I? Let me, let's just get it out of the way early. Mike Pence, chuckly, sad Santa, oh, and his oh, horrible, Stephanie, smug, condescending I voice. I have an answer for everything. Back on January six, President Trump was wrong. Aren't uh, you noble? As I've said before, his words were reckless, and they endangered my family and everyone at the Capitol. I had no right to overturn the you election. You sound super mad. Um, but I would say in this very moment, it's also wrong to establish a precedent where a legislative official could be called into a court by an executive branch. That that runs against literally hundreds of years of not only American law, but mm. but common law. We've got to stand for that principle because it's a separation of powers. Oh, and, and that's why we're prepared to to take this fight into the court and um, and if needs be take it to the supreme court of the united states you stand for nothing except yourself and it's, your own presidential ambitions oh my god it's almost like he's by like right. he's yes. like i'm yes. executive branch so i need to be executive branch yes but i'm a really a legislative branch kind of guy if you know what i mean right uh harry wrote a piece in the uh, la times how mike pence's flawed argument against the subpoena might just get him what he wants which is what they always want delay delay run out the clock run out the clock till it's in the middle of the you know uh presidential election one more chuckly sad yeah. santa oh, 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 oh. so sad about all this uh, i only have two pencils no 13 13 no, no that was that was 13 oh wait a minute okay, okay. hold please everyone hold here we go mm-hmm. and see no sorry no nope. haven't loaded it sorry Okay. All right. Anyway, he basically was saying uh, on January 6th, Trump was wrong and reckless, but in this moment, it's wrong to call for a legislative official to testify before the executive. As Harry Lippman says, this is bull. It's another, you know, BS argument. Mm -hmm. But because they were saying the executive privilege is a slam dunk because, by the way, it's in his stupid book. I would recommend an honor, Mike Pence. You go buy it, and I'm not buying your stupid book T-shirt. That's StephanieMiller.com. Thank you. Here he is. My fight against the DOJ subpoena, very simply, is on on defending uh, the prerogatives that I had as president of the Senate uh, to preside over uh, a joint session of Congress on January 6th. Now, let me be clear about this, though. Okay. Um, I'm proud of what we did on January 6th, as difficult as it was. Thanks to the courage of law enforcement, the riot was quelled. We reconvened the very same day. And we completed our duty under the Constitution of the United States. 
in the last two years, I have spoken and written extensively about what happened. I have nothing to hide. Not under oath. Not I'm not proud of what we accomplished. But for book. me, this is a moment where you have to decide where you stand. And I stand on the Constitution of the United States. You don't. You sanctimonious. It's more like he's wiping his shoes on the Constitution oh, of the United God. States. Oh, my God. Oh my, it's just, ugh. He's just like cast himself as the hero in this whole thing. When, as we've said no. over and over, he did the right thing because he had to. He tried just, to find every way he could to get out of doing the right thing. He's such a spineless coward, like, like all of them. I'm proud of what we did on January 6th. What you did we, was you had to fight yeah. off an insurrection. Yeah, Don't who's we, Kemo Sabi? Proud of that, right, Pence? God, and he's such a wiener. And he didn't fight. About, he's such a, can I just say, crazy ass bitch about Donald Trump. And that he's like, he gets in these interviews and he's talking all tough. And then I said to the president, why? And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, please, you see ass bitch. Desperate not to testify against him because he knows it'll ruin his political career. Right. That doesn't exist anyways because no one will elect him to anything because no one likes you, Mike Pence. Uh, Lindy Lee tweets, Pence is too chicken to testify before the J6 panel or Jack Smith's grand jury. Oh, bless you. Goodness. Alina Haba. Uh, John Bolton was too chicken to testify for Trump's impeachment. Mark Meadows was too chicken to testify before the panel. Guess what they all did, though? Write a book and cash the hell in. Uh, which is why Don't you buy really must book. buy a I'm Not Buying Your Stupid Book t-shirt for America. Yes. You do it for America this morning. StephanieMiller.com. Okay. Um, so a lot, a lot on the legal front to talk to. I, um, yeah, I don't... We'll talk to him about Gates and the obviously the Pence and uh, uh, Meadows subpoenas. Let's go to uh, Karen in Chicago. Hi, Bufu. I need you early this morning. Oh, oh Shmoopy Bear, I need you too. Um, we had another mass shooting mm -hmm. last night in El Paso. Right next door to the um, Walmart so that, make... that, that the previous yeah. one was. Yeah. One was. yeah. yeah. Yes. So, how, that's yeah, how you can identify you know, where mass shootings are in America is how close they were to the last one. Right. right. I don't know if you saw, by the way, the, yeah. the girl that survived Sandy Hook yeah. that was at the University oh, of yeah. Michigan. Yeah. I'm just, anyway, go ahead, Karen. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, and, and I'm just going to say, so Olivia Troy's mother was in the Walmart mm. shooting and survived that, and she was also at the mall that was shot up. Oh, my God. Last night. So she was she was tweeting, um, and you know I I love Olivia. Um, I think there's a little bit of a blind spot. Uh, speaking of Mike Pence, you know for and and I'm sorry, but Nancy Pelosi's a way better person than I am. The way she showed him compassion on January 6th, he had four years to do the right thing. But anyway, with the these Republicans, these conservatives that kind of separate themselves from the MAGA cult, asking the question if like if only there was something we could do. What's it going to take to enact legislation to make these mass shootings stop? Yeah. It's Republicans. Republicans are going to have to change. Yeah. They, we're never going to get it. Until I mean, I, they're trying party. to repeal the $35 cap on insulin. Yeah. For the love of God, yeah. stop voting for Republicans if you want to live. You know what? We all have to be Arnold Schwarzenegger right now in Terminator. Get if you want to be, if, No. That was... If you want to stay alive, come with me. Oh. Come with us. Yes. To the chopper. If you want, if you want to, to stay chopper. alive. Get in the chopper was from Commando. Okay, yeah. Well, either one. Yes. Karen, my point <laughs> is chopper. everyone needs to get in the chopper and back. stop voting for Republicans. And consider that Thank a divorce. Thank you. I yes, consider that a divorce from the Republican body. As the Levista Republican body. Come with me if you want to stay alive, if you want your insulin, and you don't want to and be it's shot. Not a and you don't want to be shot to death. It's not a tumor, it's COVID, you moron. Get a vaccinated and the masking and these things of this nature. 
Okay. We need to break. We, All yeah. right. Yeah, we probably <laughs> just drove that one okay. off a cliff. All right. A major meow moment. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. Yeah, it is the Stephanie Miller Show. Welcome to it. Uh, Pete Aguilar, Representative Aguilar, tweets, uh-huh. I am so angry House Republicans have introduced legislation to repeal the $35 a month cap on insulin that Democrats passed for seniors on Medicare. Um, I need you to retweet and spread the word about this. Every voter needs to know. Um, well, that's my mom. I'm sure a lot of your uh, parents as well. Uh, what did I say before the break? If you want to stay alive, come with us, Democrats. To the chopper. Just do it. Get back into the chopper. It's not a Duma. Mm-hmm. For instance, Lindy Lee tweets, Obama imposed stricter rules on trains carrying toxins. Trump killed them. Obama created a White House pandemic task force. Trump killed it. Biden helped to pass an assault weapons ban. Republicans killed it. The pro-life party sure is doing everything they can to kill us all. Come with us if you want to stay alive. I'm just saying, we are in Terminator mode. Mm -hmm. Eyes on the prize. (laughs) Okay. Lucretia in Milwaukee, our sweaty church whore of the Stephanie Miller Show. Hello. (laughs) Hi, yes. Good morning, everyone. Um, I just want to say it's just sad what's going on with these shootings, especially you know, with Michigan State. And my thing is, like, how many children and adults have to die to weapons, you know, that are for war or people that should not have guns to begin with? The, the way I feel is that don't wait for the F to hit the fan where it affects you and your family or anyone close to you before you actually want to do yeah. something and then and they add insult to injury. I'm that I'm just gonna call for what shit that bitch Lauren Bolbert was sitting there talking about we need Goodness. we have the most weapons and we need more. Yeah. But now with the shooting that took place, she's quieter than the church mouse pissing on cotton. It's like yeah. What does again, what does it and have to And who would know about church mice, church whores, am I right? Yep, true. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh Harry Lipman coming up and Doctor Doom as well. State of the Union, they seem to say they're not going to cut Social Security and Medicare. Okay, great. Hope that's true. But how are they going to make these numbers add up? Add up. Here's the deal. If Republicans try to take away people's health care, increase costs for middle-class families to push Americans into poverty, I'm going to stop them. I'm going to stop them. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Dark Brandon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, and he, uh, the, uh, malarkey was thrown out yesterday. I think that we should always, when we're on malarkey alert, let people know. Yeah. Last week I reported on the State of the Union. Mm-hmm. It is it's strong. And that's what they say up in Scranton, that's no malarkey. It's the soul of, because the soul of this nation is strong. The backbone of this nation is strong. And the people of this nation are strong, like all of you here today. They never give up. And that is no malarkey. No more. We are in a no malarkey zone, everyone. 
please act appropriately. <laughs> Smoke if you got them. Oh, uh, ipso facto. Wait. Oh, no, that's you. Huh? Starry decisis. You yeah. were uh, incorrect about uh, Matt Gates. Tim on Twitter writes, uh, he was not stupid enough to put four teenage hookers and blow in the Venmo line. Okay. He cleverly put not for teenage hookers and blow. Got it. Okay. Thank you, Tim, for that. No, the Stephanie Miller Show appreciates the correction. I mm-hmm. went and looked up. Actually, Joel Greenberg did say tuition, school, and school. Okay. In the memos. Did, was school in quotes? Okay. You know, for school. All right. It wasn't uh, for a job. Black Knight tweets. Has Private any, tutoring. Has anyone in the... You know, I just... It doesn't really... I can... You know what? Even I can operate a Google machine, which I know is surprising to y'all. Sometimes, but yeah. I, no, you know, really. It's not hard to find the headlines about Trump, you know, killed the rail safety stuff. You know, seems like that might be relevant in the story about Ohio. However... But the person who um, wrote the original story remembers it. Hello, media. Is this on? Hello. Uh, has anyone in the media talked about Trump's laptop containing copies of the classified information he stole, put there by an aide who studied abroad in Russia? Ha! Huh. Uh, it would be dope if they could cover that with one thousandth of the energy they spent covering Hillary's emails. Thank you. Thanks so much. Please and thank you, media. Okay, Sue in Rockville. Hello, Sue. How do you do? Oh, I would like to do better. I think of all the young women who have been victimized by Greenberg and Gates, who are who are just who've just been victimized again. Yep. No matter what Empty Wheel says, by a Justice Department that is denying them justice. So I'm yeah. a little po. Well, I think she was mind. she was just pointing out that obviously Joel Greenberg is not a, a great witness, you know, but it, it's, but you're right. Like usually people that rat other people out for crimes are not, you know, the most sterling of citizens, right? Yeah. And, and you know, you don't have to have a hundred percent certainty before you can, you indict someone. We know who he is. We know what his history is. It's not the first time and it's not the only one. So the girl chooses not to testify. So that's the first part of what I call. By the, the way, I was reviewing in my mind how many times I've asked for a pardon for something that I did not do. And, um, <laughs> that came out to uh, zero times. The, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank yeah, you. I'm beyond. I'm so beyond disappointed. I mean, again, to be a white Republican man in this country yeah. is a totally different law set, set of laws. Um, speaking of that, uh, it's a simple math problem when it comes to it. If you take the GOP death cult and you add the NRA, which are the merchants of death, they yeah. serve the, the gun manufacturers. They're the merchants of death. You get American carnage. So it's a math problem. So the solution to the math problem is exactly what you keep saying. Stop voting for Republicans. Yes, as I said, if you want to stay alive, come with us. Yes. Yeah. I have a fifteen year old granddaughter who posted yes, your your bar baby, right? Mm-hmm, Our yes. original bar baby oh, Molly who's fifteen Jeez. who's posting on social media about the fact that people who were in the mall were also involved in the other shooting. Yeah. And she's like, This is not right. And yeah. while I am so proud of her for being aware, awake and aware like her big brother. I didn't have to worry about this stuff at 15. Yeah. And none of our children should have to worry about it. Yeah, particularly multiple times. Ever. Yeah, yeah. thank you, honey. All right, Anita in San Antonio. Hello, Anita. Good morning. Good, Good morning, morning, guys. Good morning. He, Lindsey Graham is part of the legislative branch, and he was forced to testify. That went all the way to the Supreme Court, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, swear so to God, I mean, they're all counting on just that the Supreme Court is, you know, a bunch of right-wing whacks. Right. You know, the Trump well, packed then, onto the court. And Mike Pence, um, <laughs> his little excuse that is unprecedented for to be subpoenaed to testify against your former boss, the president. Yeah. 
Well, it's also unprecedented for your former boss, the president, to send a lynch mob after you. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, all unprecedented. He's so yeah. pathetic. Yeah. He is so pathetic. You know what word we have used too, too many times in this era? Unprecedented. <laughs> yeah. An unprecedented amount of much. times. You are correct. Oh, I'm sorry. Future Senator Adam Schiff said the same thing I just said. Yes. We have two justices who, you know, quite separate apart from others who don't belong in the court because they're Thank reactionaries, you. don't belong in the court because um, they shouldn't be there but for the gaming of the system. Mm. And so my view is McConnell uh, and Trump have stacked the court. It ought to be unstacked. Thank you. And that's not going to happen uh, in the next half century unless we expand the court. And I've got two kids in their 20s. I'm not content with the idea that they should live their whole adult life under this reactionary uh, court. Yes. Thank you, future Senator Adam Schiff. Mm -hmm. He's um, good. Hey, by the way, staff, how is uh, Cooter Libby 2024 going? How's oh, my? How did my campaign launch go? It's didn't we great. launch immediately after Schiff launched for Senate? Yeah, but you didn't show up to the campaign launch. Talk to your uh, press secretary. Did you tell me when it was? <laughs> Talk to the press secretary. Do it tomorrow. I forgot to tell me when it was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hear it was great, though. Yeah, you Damn didn't show it. up. There was cake. Oh. <laughs> it was at Roscoe's. <laughs> Stop talking about that cake. Okay. Chairman, uh, chair, pardon me, Chairman, future Senator Schiff. Uh, I also, frankly, support term limits for the court, uh, which I think um, meet the constitutional requirements if when the judge hits that term limit, they're not removed from the bench, but they are um, then uh, assigned to work, for example, on the Court of Appeals or the District Court. Um, I love that I had to actually say to Adam Schiff's face, I'm just kidding. About yes. for your seat. <laughs> I think Lest he, you think this. <laughs> I think he got that. You think so? Yeah. Why Why uh, would he think I'm not serious? Cooter, Cooter about Libby didn't give it away? Yeah. I don't believe I said Cooter to Adam Schiff. But he has, he or his people listen to the oh, program. Oh, someone probably told him. Yes. That's the name of my campaign. Like, oh, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't, don't touch don't that. Don't endorse Cooter yeah. Libby. Yeah. Don't, Whatever you do, don't touch, touch that. Don't touch that. Oh, my God. I'm an admitted CS bitch. That could also be my campaign slogan. Okay, one more. Future Senator Adam Schiff. Here we go. These are necessary, I think, because the Supreme Court is now the least representative body in the country. But, but I also think we need to look at other structural reforms. Uh, a big part of why our democracy has been in trouble, too, is the fact that with the gerrymander in the House, the minority party often controls a majority of seats in the House. Mm. That shouldn't be the case. Because of the overweighting of rural areas in the Senate, uh, minority of Americans um, generally control the Senate. Because of the Electoral College, uh, minority of Americans often choose the president. Uh, and now the Supreme Court is the least representative. And, and at a certain point, we have to say, um, if the majority of Americans aren't making policy because of these structural impediments, then how long can our democracy really thrive or survive? Yeah, it's true. I, th I thought he said electric college. I wasn't sure. if he rec Does he represent, represent Electric Avenue? He He's going to walk down to Electric Avenue. Right, right. He and could. then he'll take his hire. That's right. Mike in Pennsylvania. Hello. <laughs> hi, Mike. Uh, hi, good morning, hi. guys. Hi. Hey, um, I'm, I'm always amazed of how, like, you guys, like, just, believe that gun control is going to help these mass shootings. Mm -hmm. And although it may help in the most in 
testimony. I know they told. I know they told you to say gun control and not gun safety because that would be that would be a horrible. Yeah, gun safety would be awful to have. So yeah, let's talk about it as if uh, you know control, like government control. You mean over what books your kids can read and whether you can say gay or not, or you know when your your teenager's period is, like that kind of. Make sure you use the GOP approved wording. Yeah. No, what I'm talking about is we allow. We allow mentally ill people to roam throughout the country without helping them. We close right. down Republicans the don't want to do anything. We try to keep Marjorie right. Taylor yeah. Greene yeah. in Congress Republicans as much as we can. Republicans don't want to do anything but... about that either. Right, right. We, we <laughs> Every tra- time they use the mental health thing, they're like, can we have more funding for mental health? No, no. not at all. Uh-huh. No. Oh, and the people that always have a problem with us giving, like we'll talk to Dr. Redliner about Ukraine. People that always say oh, we shouldn't be giving to people in other countries, they don't want to help people here either. So... Oh, I was yeah. confused. When you said crazy people wandering the country, I thought he meant like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. Right, and right. Madison Cawthorn, I, he's on the roll you now. Know, I, <laughs> is there a bigger, do we have evil clown car music? Is there just a bigger clown show than at just a headline? Marjorie Taylor Greene and George Santos co-sponsor Bill seeking to ban certain books from schools. Is that sum up everything that's wrong? Not just the Republican Party, but just America right now. So not... Guns, because that would be ooh, control, ooh, boogity, gun mm-hmm. control. Oh, yeah. Government yeah, control like, over like, yeah. But you like want a reads. Katara Ravache to tell you what books. Let me guess. Books that include drag queens are on the list. These are just clowns. Marjorie Taylor Greene and George Santos have co-sponsored a bill that will prohibit publishers from providing schools with, quote, sexually explicit material. Like you mean, what's on probably George Santos' laptop? I don't, I'm just well, every, guessing. I don't know. Um, well, every every high school library has that that one Judy Bloom book. Right. Uh, <laughs> the text of the legislation remains to be seen. Its description, uh, use of the words "sexually explicit material" could provide problematic, as it would seemingly encompass any number of books, including many classics that describe sexual activity of any kind. That'd be George Santos. It's China. But also, the they inherently think that anything that is uh, of the LGBT variety is it sexual. has to do with sex. They, they, yeah. they just assume that he's, it's safe. George Santos is thinking of the children, right? He's probably... Oh, I'm sure he thinks of them a lot. Would you like a good... Oh, won't somebody please think of the children? Hello, little boy. Would you like a stolen Amish puppy? Here. Uncle George is here. Only if you buy it from him. Uncle George would like to I... sell you a stolen Amish puppy. Yes, yes. I'm I sorry, Uncle Anthony DeVolder. I can't with these <laughs> cartoon character. Cruella DeVille, Barney Rubble. Oh, my God. Okay. Marjorie uh, Trader Green. I can't. I can't anymore. Can't. Okay. You oh, literally also. can't even. No, I can't. I stopped being able to even quite some time ago. Hmm. Dr. Redliner coming up. Oh, my God. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Yeah, yeah, it is the Stephanie Miller Show. Oh, yes, this reminds me, Travis, I would like to apologize. I have uh, personally added to the uh, balloon crisis in America, single-handedly. Yes, you did. What'd you do? Yes, you did. You told me this yesterday. Chris Chris knows the story because he was still here. What'd you do? (laughs) I had to go to the supermarket yesterday. Yeah? And so uh, I saw a giant, you know, Valentine's Day balloon on sale. 
because it was after Valentine's Day. It was the day, day. after yeah. Valentine's yeah. Day. Oh, it was hilarious. It was a giant red balloon, in yeah. fact, that said, My uh, I'm yours, no refunds, which I thought was hilarious. You know what those do to power lines? So I thought I would, I'm going to get this for my girlfriend a day late because it's funny and sweet because I didn't get her a, a balloon or whatever I got her. It's, Wait, I got her, you no. did not get Fanny Sitka something for Valentine's I Day? I did. I got her a flame and yawn. I cooked that's dinner. Not, I got her the three desserts. I just, but I didn't get a balloon. So I said, okay, I'm going to get this she really moved funny into your house giant you. balloon. So I walked home as I do because, you know, I'm like an old Russian woman. I walk right. everywhere yes, to the with market. With a giant To the balloon. market stuff to the market uh-huh. i do i walk back and forth you're with a giant babushka. i wouldn't trust you with a giant balloon you're carrying well, a, a valentine's day balloon the day after valentine's yeah you're that, that was lady. almost as big as me <laughs> and uh, but i tried to carry it close to me and it didn't uh, it didn't work it uh at some point and it's been breezy yeah it blew away mm-hmm. and uh, so all i was able to send my girlfriend is a picture of the way up in a tree and then way high over Franklin Avenue at some point over I got I got a few aerial photos before Norad shot it down presumably did it get to the LAX flight path I maybe I don't know why and I was running after it like an idiot because I don't know why I thought it's a helium blue why did I think I was gonna catch I was like oh yeah, I chased it over the girls' schools over there. They were playing soccer. I'm, like, running. Was it Mylar or was it rubber? Pictures. It was Mylar. Oh. Did the yeah. Junior Dykes look at you and think, wow, that's what we have to look oh, forward to? wow. <laughs> Some <laughs> an old lady chasing, chasing a balloon. A balloon. <laughs> it's clearly in the, the day trees. after Valentine's Day. <laughs> that is really sad. Now that you put it that way, it's even sadder. Did Fanny like the picture? <laughs> yes. I sent her the picture uh-huh. with, you know, the song, Up, Up, and Away. <laughs> My beautiful balloon. It's the thought that counts, don't you think? Where's my box? Oh, thank the you. The thought that counts the day after? Listen, it was an entire $2. <laughs> I was very excited about the deal I got on the day after Valentine's well, Day, I, giant Valentine's balloon. I mean, they're usually like, I would pay, I would expect to pay $15 yes, for something like that you? on, on Valentine's Day. Yes, $2 the day after really? Valentine's Day. Just say you forgot. No. But then you learn about hang the- on tight in the wind because that could have, it was in a wind. There's a place called the 99 cent store where you can get balloons. Yeah. That's for what I said cents. when I got home to my girlfriend. I'm like, balloon in a win. Turn into and Nell. But, she's like, I'm sorry, Nell, what? I said, your balloon in a win. Has she even seen that movie? I don't know. Does okay. she get that reference? Is Nell like one I of said, your sex I said, here's a really games? hilarious story or a really bad sign. I'm going to choose that it's a really hilarious story. About a very romantic Valentine's balloon I just bought you. The day. Wait, 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 I said it is over. Day. It's probably Santa Monica Boulevard now. But you can go if you want to go see it. Let's wait, 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 let's back this up. Is 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 Nell one of your role play games that you do with the girlfriend with <laughs> yes. sexy times? Yeah. No, we just do the Alex Jones game now. Just what? Fanny. Eddie. Yeah. You don't say chickpea in the wind and she gets all worked up. <laughs> we play the twin game. <laughs> we play the tantric Nell twin game. I. I I've she never seen that movie. I've, I've never no seen idea. it either. I'm just going with it. You haven't seen now? Oh my God. How it many times out, can I fire you? It came out 30 years ago. I fired you like five times before you watched Godfather. I mean, I don't know how. I, well, how seen, can I help you? Have you watched where the crawdads sing? No. Well, no. Anyway, I apologize for adding. I, we may be up to 99 balloons now. One of them is mine. I apologize, Norad. I did not notify the FAA. I didn't know it was going to happen. It's very romantic. The Godfather was a blockbuster. Nell was not. I sent her. I showed her one faraway photo. She's like, "Where is it?" I to like enlarge several times. I'm like, "There, it's there. It's." <laughs> what did they, how did I think it was going to come down? I don't. Okay. Oh. 
Oh, you should put, her up, up and away, too. That's all very romantic songs. You should put Where the Crawdads Sing in your Netflix watch queue. Okay. Oh, look. Oh, look, mainstream media. Oh, here's the headline right now. December 6, 2017. Oil train safety rules getting rolled back by Trump administration. Skipping to the story, President Trump's Department of Transportation says railroads with trains carrying highly flammable liquids will not have to update their braking systems. That seems like that might have been good context for all the uh, Republicans you interviewed blaming Biden for the uh, and Pete Buttigieg for the Ohio uh, train mm-hmm. disaster. No? Huh. All right. I just, that wasn't even barely journalism. Then look what I did. And Damn, limp-wristed train. I buy discount balloons and tell fart jokes for a living. I mean, how hard is it to find that? Oh, uh, by the way, yes. the Bernie folks are crapping all over Pete Buttigieg for this whole train thing, too. Oh, for God's sakes. Uh-huh. They what? would. Okay. <laughs> Mary in Illinois. Hello, Mary. Oh, hello, Steffi. Hello. I have to. I have three things to tell you. First, I think that you did was totally romantic and Thank wonderful. You. Thank you. Oh, God. With the balloon. Uh-huh. Wait now, boys. Calls. Don't get all... Don't you know what? I, I did hand her the ribbon, the ribbon with the like ring at the end of it. I'm like, look, honey, I did get you a with ring, a though. Washer. <laughs> yeah, I got you a washer <laughs> and a, an okay. empty ribbon. <laughs> Second, when you're not there, Stephanie, I miss you so much. But yes. I will tell you that I think Chris and Travis do an amazing job. They do. I I enjoy the show much more without me. Thank you. you get to sleep, <laughs> no, I didn't say I enjoyed it. it without you. I said I miss you, but they right. do do oh, a good they, job. They do. And third. This whole thing with Pence, what a pee. I'm telling you, this guy, he must be delusional. He's no longer the vice president. He's yeah. a public citizen. Yeah. He should be, um, you know, subpoenaed. Yeah. I mean, I and plus, I got to say, I, Harry Lippman writes this, that he knows a lot of incriminating mm-hmm. that, could, that could convict oh. Trump that would clear the way for him to run. But he's too scared because he, then he'll lose Trump's base. He you already know? did. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, exactly. <laughs> what is he trying to hang on? They hate you. They wanted to hang you. The only time they wanted you around was when they had that gallows. Oh, Danny in Texas real quick. Hey, Danny. Hey, how you doing? Good. Today? Go ahead. Okay. So I read this article and it was about all these millionaires and billionaires that are moving to other countries because, and it's not because of taxes, it's because of crime and because of the economy and the middle class, you know, not Where did you read this article? It was on my feed for Yahoo News. Mm. But it didn't allow you to comment, so I'm not really sure why you couldn't comment on it. All right. Well, uh, my response to Republicans leaving the party or the country: bye bye, bye bye. Good luck. Best of luck to you. Yeah. Don't forget to write. Doctor Doom next. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Here's Rick Scott's response to this. He says that because I'm cutting, he said, I'm cutting prescription drug costs. That means I'm cutting Medicare. Where's he been? I think he's a little confused. We're saving Medicare hundreds of billions of dollars over time. We're strengthening Medicare because they'll no longer have to pay exorbitant prices for big pharma, to big pharma. We're saving millions of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses for seniors. 
for drugs they need to stay healthy. Senator Scott's bottom line is, he said, we're reducing the deficit at the same time we're gaming, we're, and we're getting seniors a fair price. Somehow that's costing the government. He's a little confused. Uh, okay. What have we learned so far this morning? Trying to blow up uh, Medicare? Automatic. <laughs> Trying to uh, remove the $35 cap on insulin yep. uh, that the Democrats just passed. If only there was someone that knew a little something about health care. If I'm going to get bad news, I want from him because he's very handsome. Dr. Irwin Redletter joins us now. MSNBC medical expert. He's leading us through the Dr. Irwin Redlander. Here he became Dr. Doom. Dr. Irwin Redlander is the founding director of the National Center for Disaster Preparedness and senior research scholar. Dr. Doom. Oh, hi. Good morning, Dr. Doom. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. I, you know, uh, the president was talking about uh, taking health, them, the Republicans trying to take health care away. And as you pointed out, uh, it, this COVID that's supposed to be over is, what did you tell me? 354 deaths per day just in the past week, right? Yep. I mean, I, it's, it's just, yep. I, I, I know we've had this conversation on and on and on, but you were talking about the monoclonal antibodies not really working because yeah. as we've talked about over and over, you know, always was going to be a race between the variants and the, and vaccinate and people being vaccinated. So yeah. now we've had yeah. variant so, after variant after variant, right? Yeah. So here's, I mean, this is the thing, you know, everybody probably vaguely remembers the presence, the availability of monoclonal antibodies, which were very effective. They had a particular use. If somebody got sick, especially a vulnerable person, vulnerable for any reason medically, they could get uh, intravenous monoclonal antibodies, which were matched to the uh, strains and the variants that were uh, racing around at that point. And that would be a big, literally lifesaver for many people. Yeah. But as each new variant came, the monoclonal antibodies, since they're specific to particular variants, uh, would lose their effectiveness. And now we're in a range of, uh, you know, obviously entirely new uh, variants, and uh, there are no monoclonal antibodies available. Why not? Why don't the pharmaceutical companies just make more? Well, they don't make more because the business model is not great for them, right? Yeah. So they they make them they spend investing invest the money and uh you know they're pretty soon uh, out of date and they're no longer effective because there's a new variant yeah that business model of the big pharmas uh is affecting our ability to get treated if we need it yeah and they don't understand why we're not doing something about that this is too serious a disease not to have the uh full stockpile of uh tools that we need to to fight this yeah and the government really should fix this if the pharmaceuticals won't yeah well i here's the kind of hypocrisy you know we're seeing that you and i've talked about for how long now since covid uh laughing in the face of covid19 has been a sport during the pandemic era stagings of the annual conservative political action conference and its regional offshoots uh, thousands of patriots and not a damn mask in sight, said Ted Cruz in the last CPAC in Orlando in 2022. Uh, in March 2020, CPAC leader Matt Schlapp uh, said what the CPAC experience has taught the whole country is that it's actually hard to get it. CPAC's flagship event returns in March to, in Mar to Maryland's Gaylord uh, National Resort and Convention Center just out 
Did Matt Schlepp put the gay in Gaylord? I'm sorry. Stop it. I'm sorry. Stephanie. It's a question. Stephanie. I don't know Stephanie. why it was God. chosen. Stephanie. Dr. Redliner, I apologize for me. Okay. Um, in the same hotel where a VIP attendee triggered one of the nation's earliest COVID scares, conference organizers are quietly expressing a level of COVID trepidation attendees almost certainly won't see on stage. COVID-19 has been declared a worldwide pandemic by the World Health Organization, reads the quote, are you ready, all in caps, doc, waiver for liability for COVID in attending CPAC events that everyone has to sign, Right. Uh, several sobering paragraphs follow. COVID-19 is reported to be extremely contagious. The state of medical knowledge is evolving, but the virus is believed to spread from person-to-person contact and or by contact with contaminated surface and objects and even possibly the air. COVID-19 can cause serious and potentially life-threatening illness and even death. Um, the waiver further presents CPAC as an event that comes with health risks. Attendance of, is of such value to me and or my children that I accept the risk of being exposed to, contracting, or spreading COVID in order to attend CPAC's events in person, the waiver states. I hereby forever release and waive my right to be, bring suit against CPAC and its officers, blah, 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 mm-hmm. in uh, connection to any exposure or infection, blah, 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 of COVID-19 related to my attending CPAC events. Um, could someone who refused to sign the waiver still as- attend CPAC? No, said a CPAC spokesperson. Wow. <laughs> you have to sign the COVID waiver, Perfect. right, to go to Perfect. where they you will know, spew um, all this anti-vaccine right. and mask nonsense, right? You know, one of the most interesting things that's been exposed by the fact that there's even a controversy about how to deal with this public health plague uh, is that it's revealed the level of stupidity that exists in among our uh, country people i mean it, it is it is astounding you know you you pick up you just reported something that is so hypocritical and ignorant that it's hard to even comment on it uh, you know more intelligently other than what i just said it's just freaking stupid and yeah. ted cruz didn't he go to he went to like Every yeah. Ivy League college in the country, I think, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And there was Something a, like yeah. that. Part yeah. of that story was that last, the last CPAC, you know, they had to have the two hotel people, you know, go and just do the COVID disclaimer thing about, you know, you we encourage yeah. masks. They got booed off the stage yeah. just for, like, stating the COVID policy. It was, they, literally, there were yells of boo and freedom, right? And then this is the CPAC boo where everybody freedom. got COVID. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Anyway, all right. So... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just got back from Ukraine, um, and I have to say, f- uh, congratulations! You, the American Federation of Teachers, has joined forces with your uh, Ukraine Children's Action Project to purchase and deliver 48 generators to every kindergarten and pre-K education center in the Lviv region. Um, wow, that is uh, this is one of your main skills is bringing people together, Doc, and I think that's fantastic. Well, there's a lot that needs to be done there, Stephanie, and you know this is. Uh this is an incredible time and you know it's it, ironically while i was in ukraine uh i was asked to uh do a segment on television about the the earthquake in syria yeah. uh and turkey and you know i i was here i am literally on a street in lviv uh and talking about earthquake in turkey and syria and i it was very ironic to me because here are two massive disasters, one of which is Mother Nature, also some some yeah. crappy construction of buildings, but a massive uh, outburst from nature. And there I am at a place where the disaster is intentional. This is what yeah. I've, I've been trying yeah. to grasp with. 
You know, it's like, you know, these people that are crying, they've lost people in, uh, in Turkey and northern uh, Syria. Uh, and, you know, it's a force of nature. And here I am in a country where Putin has decided that he's just going to destroy the culture, take over the country, create a buffer zone, whatever the hell he wants to do. But he's ruining families and people and the future of the of Ukraine. And it's it has an extra level of pathos, sadness and anger that the fact that it's that it's intentional yeah. and not an act of nature. Yeah. Um, by the way, like the birth of any good superhero, Dr. Doom, uh, did you found the Center for Disaster Preparedness and then become Dr. Doom or were you Dr. Doom? No, no, I, I was always <laughs> Dr. Doom, even as a young child. I, I, I would take my toy soldiers and smash. No, I, 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 I've been practicing all my life, Stephanie, for this one. No. I know, the Center for Disaster Preparedness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the National Center for Disaster Preparedness of Columbia. Now, I started, though, you know, a long, long time ago, but yeah. in, in well, yeah. 2003. But you but are consulted I, for every disaster around the world. And it's, but it's well, Dr. Doom know, has I've to take over. I've been, in 76, I went to a massive, uh, actually, earthquake in yeah. uh, Guatemala. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's something... And really, the reason, if you're actually interested, is that I, I really did I did pediatric intensive care. I run I ran a pediatric yeah. ICU for a long time, so I'm comfortable dealing with uh, crises on a micro level. And you yeah. know, it's yeah, it's sort of involved. no, you, we we kid because we're wise asses, but you are like any good superhero. <laughs> you always run to the danger, and that's why you're one of our heroes. Um, Let's talk about the disaster in Ohio. Um, so the stay away order was lifted five days after the derailment after air and water sample results led officials to deem the area safe. Um, the East Palestine, Ohio fire chief said at the time, governors of both states said the air quality samples had consistently show readings of points below safety screening levels for contamin contaminants of concern, uh, but also advised private well users to offer bottled water and offered uh, free well testing. So a week after residents were allowed to return, bottled water should remain the rule until more test results are back, according to Governor DeWine. Um, he said, don't take a chance. Wait until you get the, uh, the tests back. Yeah. Um, once again, Doc, and again, you know, I, I keep saying, like, I hate to politicize everything, but of course they had to all rush to blame Joe Biden for this. And I just was before we brought you on reading the headlines about it. Of course, it's the Trump administration that rolled back rail safety rules on trains carrying contaminants like this. So, yeah. uh, well, yeah, go ahead. No, I just, you know, you, you talked about politicizing things like this they are in fact political they're just political so you could avoid it and say i don't know it was just an accident but it's an accident that didn't have to happen is the problem you know it's like in flint michigan where i spent a lot of time remember all that yeah. lead contaminated water they still need to drink bottled water there what, what is it 2017 that this happened it's it's mind-boggling, and it's not even that the the political uh, issues around situations like this have been resolved. They haven't been. They continue to undermine the public safety and expose the public to dangers, which did not have to be. Yeah. And, you know, in some ways, it's like the war in uh, Ukraine. This is somebody's neglect. 
And the neglect comes from misguided understandings about what it is to be, quote unquote, a free American. Yeah. Uh, and somehow well, being a free American seems not to be compatible with being a healthy American. Yeah. I, why that is? Well, you know, you know, I, we, I, I, we end this conversation yeah. the way we began it, Doc, and that's about COVID. Talk about like something that you never thought would be politicized. Like what is more bipartisan than a highly contagious airborne virus that attacks everybody? Right, that we've had millions yeah, exactly. die from. And I'll tell you what, Stephanie, this makes me worried about future disasters like that, future pandemics and epidemics. I don't see any reason to think that we're not going to behave exactly in the same way with highly partisan divides over what needs to be done uh, to prevent, to manage, to treat, etc. I think we, we got ourselves into a pattern now that's pretty locked in and social media I'm blaming for reinforcing misguided information that will ultimately and repeatedly affect the public's health. Yeah, you know on cue, whether it's Raquel Welch mm -hmm. or it's I, yeah. whatever athlete, just anytime you see died suddenly, you're like, oh, God, here we go with the anti-vaxxer idiots again, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it just seems... It's, it's uh, maybe we'll figure out what to do about that. You think you'll yeah. have a shot at it? Well, you, Chris and I are rooting for Darwin, but uh, okay. <laughs> Darwin. Go, yeah. Darwin! Bring back Darwin. Yeah, please bring back Darwin. <laughs> oh, he may already be here for all. Make Darwin right. great yeah. again. Yeah. He always Ghost wins. of Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Dr. Doom. See you next week. Thanks, Doc. There he goes. Dr. Irwin Redliner. Do you have any disgruntled employees? Hell, they're all disgruntled. I ain't running a damn daisy farm. My motto is do it my way or watch your butt. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. Yeah, it is the Stephanie Miller Show. Legal lad Harry Lippman joins us at the bottom of the hour to talk about uh, Pence, Meadows subpoenas, raping McForehead going free. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, it's the uh, big bag of rats today. Nikki Haley and everyone else. She's going to get eaten alive. Did, it's almost sad. Did she play the, the sex card and then say, I'm, this isn't about identity politics? Yep. I think she did. Okay. I will simply say this. May the best woman win. <laughs> uh, I got your back too. All kidding aside... This is not about identity politics. I don't believe in that. And I don't believe in glass ceilings either. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so she played the sex card, but then said... I don't believe in that. Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, oh, and then she, uh, here, she was right about one thing. The Republicans are giant losers, losers. Mm -hmm. from loser town. Yeah. And I have a particular message for my fellow Republicans. Losers. We've lost the popular vote Losers. in seven of the last eight presidential mm -hmm. elections. Our cause is right, but we have failed to win the confidence of a majority of Americans. Well, that but ends today. No, it doesn't. If you're tired of losing, put your trust in a new generation. Oh, and losers. if you want to win, not just as a party, 
but as a country, stand with me. Yeah, okay. Instead of the old orange loser, I'm a brand new loser. I'm a Go younger, with my new generation of losers. I'm a younger, prettier loser. We still have the same horrible ideas. Just a new face. We're just younger. Okay. Here we go. We'll have term limits for Congress and mandatory mental competency tests for politicians over 75 years old. Oh. Most of all, I see a strong America because I see a proud America. Yeah. Strong and proud, not weak and woke. Okay, I dozed off. Uh, do we have a statement from the Office of the Bassinet? Of the <laughs> I thought he gave her his blessing. She's polling at 1%, not a bad start. <laughs> Nikki Haley had a hard time making the decision to run for president because she very publicly stated that she would never run against the president. He did a great job and was the best president in my lifetime. Okay. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene jumped in a bag of rats to defend... Trump against her and then Ann Coulter's oh, and rattiest Col- rat in the bottom. Ann Coulter, Ann Coulter thing. Woo. Oh my God. Ah. Wow. And Harry Lippman next. <laughs> be clear, I, I'm going to fight uh, the Biden DOJ subpoena to appear before the grand jury because I think it's unprecedented and it's unconstitutional. Are you um, concerned about what happened on January? The fact that no, the fact that the fact that no vice president um, has ever been uh, subject uh, to a subpoena to testify about the president with whom they serve makes it unprecedented. But that goes to the issue of executive privilege. Uh, my understanding is that President Trump will assert that. Uh, that's not my fight. My fight is on the separation of powers. Our friend legal lad Harry Littman tweets, Okay, sports fans, don't shoot the messenger. Pence is opting for a speech or debate challenge uh, to Smith's subpoena. isn't likely to prevail, but it is likely to take more time for the courts to work through, i.e. Uh, occasion for even more delay. Uh, Harry Littman joins us now, fresh Yay. from his piece hello, hello, hello. in the L.A. Times. Been a while. Happy <laughs> New Year. Happy New Year. Or whatever. Happy Valentine's Day. Yes, exactly. Um, so you wrote a piece in the, in the L.A. Times, Harry, that I was reading that, you know, it is so exasperating, I think, today. First of all, that, you know, Matt Gates, you know, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. But, you know, the fact that it seems like Pence will will um, succeed in at least the kind of delay that Donald Trump has engaged in forever, right? Yeah, I mean, I think so. All of a sudden, he's a legislative branch official. Give me a break. But this is, I'll bet this is what happened. You know, they were negotiating for a couple months. Uh, I'll bet his lawyer said, this is what we're going to do. We can really tie things up for a while. And eventually, uh, uh, Jack Smith said, I don't care. We're, we're coming at you and, and filed the subpoena. But this, in contrast to the entire executive privilege claim that Trump will make, Meadows, everyone has made, and the courts have begun to make really quick work of, this is some untrod ground. And um, I, it doesn't make sense that it would prevail. But there's some issues, for example, is the vice president even 
uh, got have the protections of the speech and debate clause, which yeah. says the Senate, but then says senators and representatives and other other things like that. The court just hasn't Supreme Court hasn't developed this very much. Yeah. So yeah, I see briefing, I see <laughs> argument, I see court of appeals, maybe even the Supreme Court. I see months before this one is resolved. Yeah. Well, you made you know some great points. You said I don't think the claim will ultimately prevail. But you said it's hard to imagine a less legislative and more executive function function of the vice president than the one on one conversations Pence and Trump had that are the linchpin of what the special counsel seeking. The vice president may wear two constitutional hats, but that doesn't mean he can put them on simultaneously. And for the purposes of the case Smith is developing, Pence was firmly in his executive branch role. Um, How can you be more? He's in he's in yeah. the White House having the one-on-one with, with Trump, if he's ever an executive branch official, he is. There's, by the way, some people are saying, oh, the Department of Justice already has argued that he's covered by it. That's a mistake. That was in a case in which what was being challenged was the certification on January 6th. Yeah. Okay, if he's ever in a legislative role, it's then. But, but you know, this is, it's not just, you know, he, he you had that sort of sanctimonious oh. quote up front. I don't, you know, I don't know why he skeeves me so much when he, when he goes into these <laughs> yeah. sort of ponderous hedge well, sound bites. You, you said first of all, was, yeah, was he's not, right, he's no longer. It's, ele- just, it's, it's really tiresome to me. It's, uh-huh. this, this is, this claim is lawyer concocted to have the le- leverage pushback on Smith for delay and, you know, Smith, yeah. to his credit, I think, I, I, my best guess, what did he want? He said, uh, I don't want to testify under oath. And Smith said, uh-uh. Then, you know, that, that's my speculation of how yeah. the back and forth would have gone. So, yeah. you know. My new rescue have. dogs are very upset about this whole legal development. I know, those poor guys. They, you know, they can, they can sense your kind of consternation. Right. You cannot negotiate with terriers. I just want you to know that. <laughs> okay. You just got to love them but up. You yeah. make some great points that he's no longer a legislative official. The subpoena was served on him as a private citizen. Bottom line, Pence's gambit should fail, but it probably won't ah. do so as quickly as a straight executive privilege argument. That means it could prolong it into the heart of the 2024 presidential campaign. You say in that event, Smith might be forced into a choice between foregoing Pence's testimony or conducting the first ever prosecution of a former president in the middle of a campaign in which he is the front runner for a major party's nomination. I mean, Harry, that would be kind of funky, huh? But it just (laughs) makes us furious to go like this is puts you above the law. You know, as one of our guests said, like, oh, great, I'm going to go shoot someone and then run for mayor so they can't, you know, like. Look, I actually think they've contemplated this. I don't think they'll shy away from that scenario, but what a, you know, bizarre and fraught scenario uh, it would be. But they're ready to go. Of course, just on the other side of the campaign is the, you, you you want your terrorists to just roll over and die is the prospect that could Trump actually win and then all bets are off. Oh, God. Uh, and if we come to the shadow of, of, well, if we come to the shadow of death that way, you know, we're, we're mighty afraid for many reasons. Yeah. But I, you know, I don't think, I don't think they'll, they'll um, flinch for bringing it, but man, it gets very tricky. I do think Pence, you know, for his sanctimony was thinking politically, there would have been some advantage to him to kind of get this behind him. Now it hovers over him. He could have really like uh, stuck the, you know, inflicted some damage on his former boss who, who uh, 
acted recklessly. But uh, I think he's. I think whoever wins the Republican nomination's got to get the you know the the, the lion's share of the thirty percent of the MAGA voters that yeah. are now uber loyal to Trump. Right. Well, and I think he was scared to do anything that didn't, you know, uh, he, he had a subpoena, but if he didn't fight it, I think he concluded no right. way he gets those voters. I don't see how he gets them anyway. Yeah, but yeah. well, uh, I mean, but you just, my yeah. yeah, you close with the, just the, you know, Trump could perish, still parachute in with this executive privilege thing. You said Trump yeah. and his former cohorts are taking okay, the Justice I Department. You know, I speculated that, I'm sorry to interrupt, but your, your tape up front had Pence saying he's gonna do that, so that... That's the first time I've actually heard that confirmed. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it just, this is what we've seen for years. It's just delay, delay, delay. Um, anyway, um, the good news is you seem to be, uh, uh, you seem to be heartened by Jack Smith. You said another aggressive, encouraging move by Jack Smith. It's the motion to pierce the attorney client privilege between Trump and Evan Co- uh, uh, Cochran on the ground that Trump was using him to facilitate a crime noteworthy for starters that the DOJ is embracing. It's the crime fraud exception, right? You got it. And what's the crime here? Obstruction of justice. So Corcoran is the guy who drafts the statement saying in response to a subpoena, you know, that you have to comply with saying we've done a meticulous search. There's nothing left. And then he turns to Christina Bob, the junior lawyer, and says, sign right here. Right. She says, uh, well, you know, she puts in some hedge language, but they brought him before the grand jury. I mean, think about the backstory there, Steph. Did he? Maybe is Corcoran such a um, loyalist that he did it and didn't even let Trump know so Trump would have deniability? Or was he in touch with Trump? And did Trump say, you can just imagine, like, here's what we say this, don't worry about it. I don't, you know, this, these are all mine anyway, screw them. They asked, they put him in front of the grand jury and said, what, what are the words? And these words could be really, you know, as, as solid and sort of, um, high octane evidence as a jury is going to hear. And he said attorney client privilege and, and Smith, you know, Mueller had a little dance like that with Trump and he, he, uh, you know, yeah. curtsied and moved away. Smith said, uh-uh, I'll see you. I'll see you in court. Yeah. And he's moved to Pierce on crime fraud. Well, and remember all the brouhaha when uh, judge Carter out at, out our way said there was a crime fraud exception. That was the Eastman case. So this would be the same thing if they find if the the you know judge here Beryl Howe, the head of the chief judge DC circuit finds crime fraud exception satisfied that's big news in and of itself and it's also big news that they brought it because you got to really to to go after a lawyer like this uh, you have to really get a lot of high level yeah. approval from DOJ so this is um, Smith being uncowed that it's the former president of the United States he's investigating. Yeah, and, and by the way, the Meadows subpoena, you write, is another indication it's late in the game for Smith. They won't subpoena Trump. He's a target. So Meadows is about the highest subpoena recipient out there. So either way, with Meadows and uh, uh, Pence, then, we're in the end game. What what does I that mean legally? So. Now, now let me, the, the end game could take a little... First of all, this is the biggest to me of all. Pence has some very good isolated evidence where we know what was happening right you know trump was ripping him a new one and doing everything he could to get him to to break the law but meadows is everywhere and knows everything and this i think is the final step before deciding whether to indict uh trump and he's so far been very lucky and well lawyered but you know now now it's like 
Okay. Yeah. I don't think anybody expects he's going to go in the grand jury and just uh, spill his guts. This is the overture to negotiations, and Meadows, I think, will, you know, if I were his lawyer, I'd be looking for immunity, and a DOJ would, I think, would say it, they'd be very reticent to do it unless he, they were. this was the only way to get at Trump. So yeah. that's already a high-stakes game of chicken. But if uh, Meadows might try, but all he's got is executive privilege. He's not a, an officer of the legislature, yeah. so I think they make quick work of that. And now, you know, I think the basic play is we're going to charge you, pal, tomorrow if you don't, uh, you know, and then you decide whether to cooperate. We're not giving you immunity. That is the end game. That is signing up Meadows to cooperate against Trump or doing everything they can to do it. Yeah, that's that's. Sure. That's really I mean, near the uh, final An- move. Andrew Weissman tweeted, uh, will be hard for Meadows to lie with impunity in the grand jury. Totally right move to subpoena him to ratchet up the pressure on him to come clean. If he lies, he will face perjury and obstruction charges. So, you know, it seems like we are like, you know, the whatever the all those expressions are, <laughs> the rubber hits the road, whatever, yeah. right? I mean, but I right. just want to say, I think so in terms of steps. But this could, you know, everyone like gets all, okay, so another three days? That's yeah, crazy. <laughs> three hours this for me. Final, you know, the <laughs> law grinds slowly, but it grinds fine. So, yeah. you know, this play in the courts, if he makes it, that's 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 months, not, you know, days. A couple months. Yeah. But, I like- uh, yeah, that I, I think it's really big. And, you know, Andrew's tweet and Andrew, yeah. anything Andrew says is worth uh, listening to. But he assumes that uh meadows shows up to tell the to you know just testify in the grand jury i think without a deal that doesn't happen and with a deal of course if he makes a deal and then goes in and lie uh he's a friggin idiot and he's got two good counsel that's a legal term exactly what was that saying the line grinds slowly but it grinds fine the law the law grinds slowly but it actually i like that it grinds exceeding fine not exceed i think that's like Yikes. some okay. you know, 16th century blackstone right. thing I, I don't know i like my justice and my pepper course yeah. okay <laughs> exactly. well Steph- stephanie that usually likes well, things you, in- then you've been happy these yeah. last several months yes. it's been pretty coarse out there yeah. stephanie likes things instantly so so, yes. so i might need to use that line when uh when she says but <laughs> i want it now whatever <laughs> um quickly because let's save the most depressing for last uh, you tweet, uh, DOJ tells Matt Gates they will not charge him for sex trafficking per standard and best procedure uh, before, uh, but Jim Comey and Hillary Clinton, they don't say anything else, but previous reports indicate DOJ had a real heartburn with the credibility of the 17-year-old at the time victim. Um, also, you know, I was quoting Empty Wheel, who said, for those asking why DOJ didn't charge Gates, one problem with the allegations is the star witness, Joel Greenberg, manufactured an underage sex allegation against someone else. Well, I assume, Harry, in all of your prosecutions that you've been involved in, a lot of the people you're counting on are not <laughs> the most upstanding of people. Right. 100%. But, By the way, Empty Wheel, not not a fully enough appreciated. She's, she's yeah. really uh, good and worth listening to. Yeah. Everybody knows Getz did all the conduct here, including doping a 17-year-old. There's really, we, the DOJ knew that that's why it took so long. But and you're right. All the time, you have credibility issues. You know, Bragg is in D, in Manhattan's uh, wrestling with that with say Michael uh, Cohen and Greenberg wasn't the only person here. The other was the victim herself. Mm-hmm. But you know, I do not believe I've been there. I don't think they shied away because he's a Congress member. But they looked at it 
And both the victim and Greenberg, uh, you know, were were very um, uh, impeachable witnesses. So it's not but, like the basic. And they also had they had, you know, yeah. they had the receipts literally from the well, hotel. I, Harry, the I was going to say for a lay person like me and a lot of people, we go. He had it in his Venmo. He asked for a pardon for this. Does that not argue on the other side? I understand yeah. what you're well, saying. Well, Getz asked for a pardon for anything and everything. It does argue on it, but they took a really hard, sober look. This happens, and it's like you have to decide. It's ethically, if you don't, if you don't think it's probable, you get the conviction. You can't bring it. So I just got to think that this victim was a is a trainer. I mean. Who? What? Seventeen-year-old goes for a lobster dinner with with uh, with you know gets and and gets in drug orgies with them. This is not going to be the, the, the most solid. She was really the key. We weren't there, but I can you know I think when DOJ looks her over and talks it through, it's like, oh man, she's just a mess. We can't we can't bring it on her back, and she's the only only one we got. And you know Greenberg. Well, Greenberg was there. He was also a yeah. good one. I'm sure it was a close call. It went on for a couple of years. I'm sure the <laughs> was going to just crow as if he was exonerated oh. when, you know, they just decided <laughs> not to bring charges. He's a, a, a Crete, you know, a Cretan on steroids. But I have no doubt it was a straight up professional assessment that like, man, we bring this. <laughs> 12 jurors beyond a reason. It was a surprise ending, like us having to dump you just then for saying whole on the air. So that was a surprise. I didn't say it. No? Oh, don't say it again. You misheard me. Okay. Yeah. All right. You don't work that blue. He's in a big hole. He's in a big hole. He's in a big hole legally, Chris. We we, we read something different. We did not hear that. You overreacted. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Harry, thanks as always. We've linked to your piece in the LA Times. And And they've got a YouTube channel now for Talking Fed. We need to... Talking Fed. Fantastic podcast with a YouTube channel now. Yes. You can yeah, just drop the the one-on-one with Rachel Maddow. Check it out. I was what? really happy with it. You couldn't Very get cool. any other bookings? Okay. Well, that's fine, <laughs> that I guess. That is so cool. That's great. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Harry. Always great to see you. I hope it's not so long next time. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Harry. There he goes. Viva La Huelga. See you later. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell we just heard. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. Yeah, what? It is the Stephanie Miller show. Wow, you know, I can only get like halfway through a bag of rats these days, the uh-huh. uh, GOP bag of rats. There's or a lot yeah. of rats. Because, uh, let's see, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. Oh, tweeted <laughs> Nikki Haley's just another George or Jeb Bush. If we wanted a Bush in heels, Republicans would vote for Liz Cheney. She's weak on the border. She doesn't want a wall. Nikki Haley refused to support a transgender bathroom bill to protect children. Make me start liking Nikki Haley, Marjorie Taylor Greene, not to be outdone. Of course. And Coulter, just... who is apparently still alive. Uh, <laughs> you, you hosted a show with her, didn't you? Not really. She was a guest. Oh, a frequent guest. Yes. Okay. Wow. We did, do not forget that she is the most awful of oh, all yeah. of the awful bad yeah. rats. I mean, we liked her wow. for a bit because she hated Trump. 
Right. But when she's ripping down Republicans, I'm kind of on board for it, too. This just is, in general. Yeah. This is just a bowl of fighting leprosy. I don't <laughs> Ann Coulter said Nikki Haley should go back to her own country. Wow. Oh, South Carolina? Oh. She was born Racism. here. It's really never went away. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, Coulter it, took issue with Haley removing the Confederate flag from the state capitol in 2015 after a white supremacist shot and killed nine people at a black church in Charleston. Coulter uh, called her a preposterous creature and wondered why cows are considered sacred in uh, oh India, where Haley's parents emigrated from. Uh, she said she's an absolutely ridiculous character, and the only people who say they support her are people who probably genu genuinely are sexist. Oh, I support the girl. Good for you. You like girls. No, she's utterly, completely, preposterously ridiculous. Uh, I don't think she'll get more than 2% of the vote, but her candidacy did remind me that I need to immigrate to India so I can demand they start taking down parts of their history. What's with the worshipping of cows? They're all starving over there and they're worshipping cows. Oh, boy. Went on to say, this is my country, lady. I'm not an American Indian. I don't like them taking down all the monuments. Something. This something. is like leprosy fighting Ebola. It really is. I don't know who to vote for. I don't know I'm who to root for. I'm rooting for them both. You know who I root for? Carlos Alzraki. Oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. I meant Dana Goldberg. <laughs>
manifesto from i don't know no. some republican congress people and etc it's uh, anyway all right let's bring our friend in here she is raised by a wild pack of jews here's dana goldberg goldberg's here gold ha 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 the top five funniest lesbians in america i'll stick with you baby for a thousand years nothing gets better when dana's here Dana, we'll take a little justice where we are, wherever we can get it this week, right? Absolutely. I didn't think I was going to cry the first five minutes of the show, but successfully I have. Um, yeah, I had a little bit of justice there. You know, I was thinking, and, and I know this is morbid and it'll never happen. I feel like the only way these people who are wearing these rifles on their chest in yeah. the Congress and that are like thoughts and prayers, put them in a building, lock them in a building with an active shooter. They don't know whether they're going to live or die. I know this is crazy to say, but I feel like it's the only way that they're not, that they're going to take this seriously. They don't seem to they care were. about the children's January 6th. Lives January 6th, they were scared for their lives, and they voted. Multiple mass shootings. Yeah. Multiple mass shootings these kids have lived through. The Sandy Hook girl that went through it at Michigan. Yeah. It's mind-blowing that they won't do anything about this. It infuriates me. Dana Scalise like, still has shrapnel in his body, and he vo- votes against gun safety legislation. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I just, I can't. It infuriates me. It's one of those topics that I find no light in whatsoever and no jokes in. It's infuriating that these kids have lived through this twice. Yeah. twice and they yeah. don't care to protect them yeah uh representative peters on this one more. we did take a meaningful step it was the most significant gun legislation in decades uh, but it was a not a particularly large step certainly not uh, what i would have liked or most of us would have liked but it was a step forward and i like to think success breeds success but i would hope as we continue to see these kinds of incidents so uh, that we can take those next step yeah uh one last one gary peters we need to have a national movement, I think, particularly when it comes to uh, when, when you're looking at uh, background checks, uh, making sure mm-hmm. that the folks don't get through. We, we, we think that this shooter here probably should have never had a weapon. He had a, a weapons violation. But how did he acquire that weapon? Was it one of the loopholes? We know there are gaping loopholes when it comes to buying weapons, uh, even though there's uh, background checks. We have to close those loopholes. And 85 to 90 percent of the American people think that is what we should do. And so we need to put it on the floor in the Senate. I think we want to keep being aggressive in getting it on the floor, getting folks to vote. And then hope voters hold those folks accountable who are not taking the kind of actions uh, to save lives. We know these bills will save lives. I mean, Dana, I keep saying it, but I feel like it's only the next generation that's going to save us. The more Maxwell Frost or whoever we get in Congress that had to live through these mass shootings or shooter drills or whatever, you know, that yeah. hopefully we get the David Hoggs in Congress. I mean, I, I, I don't know, you know. Absolutely. And Gen Z is, is, they are right now this base that is fueling the elections. Right. And Gen Z is the one tweeting, we're tired of this. We are the ones in danger. We're still the ones in the university. We're still the ones in higher education. I mean, that generation is still there. And the legislators that are doing nothing about it, they will run for office, meaning Gen Z will run for office. They will vote against this. They will empower their base. And I hope they kick a lot of these people out and make them one-term Congress people because they've got to go. They have to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, speaking of justice, we just had Harry Littman on because it was a big day. Obviously, Mike Pence and uh, Mark Meadows subpoenaed that Jack Smith clearly is in the endgame. What happens there? I don't know. But, uh, you know, Harry was saying that, you know, Pence will probably succeed in delay 
which is, you know, the, the Trump tactic now that they've learned, right, is to try and make some new ridiculous argument, but that's going to take time to move through the courts, right? I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure mother didn't even give him permission to testify. So he's got to work over that hurdle as well. Yeah. Well, well he has I, to testify before a woman. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think Mark Meadows, it's, you know, he, well, I guess he has a choice. I mean, he can tell the truth or he can go to jail. So I, I guess that's, you know, we, we are in this sort of rubber hits the road, you know, like time here where people are going to have to make decisions we haven't known right what's happening we speculated that Penn, Meadows has already been cooperating but maybe not it's, right it's possible I think one of the things that is good about this DOJ is that there's not as many leaks and so us not really knowing what's happening hopefully that means things are locked down and that these cases won't be you know the integrity of the cases won't be challenged so who knows what's happening with that um, but yeah if, if I'm, I'm hoping that I, it's amazing how many people will go down for this guy like literally ruin their lives and reputations to protect him it's mind-blowing to me mm -hmm. here's one of the uh, speaking of delay tactics uh u.s district judge lewis kaplan slapped down trump's offer to provide a dna sample for the e.g and carol rape case saying it seemed likely to be a, ta a tactic to delay proceedings because of course because it always is right. Yeah. Right. Um, Judge Kaplan argued that Trump's DNA offer was essentially a quid pro quo deal where he would only give opposing counsel access to his DNA if Carol would hand over a previously undisclosed, undisclosed appendix to a report Ms. Carol obtained and provided to Trump years ago. Kaplan cited Trump's past history of employing needless delay tactic as a method to push back potential accountability as a reason to be skeptical of his offer. He has employed litigation tactics, the effect and probable purpose of which have been to delay Ms. Carol's actions against him uh, and which is um, significant in the view of the fact that Ms. Carroll is now 79 years old. There is no justification for such a deal. I mean, this is what, I, I, again, you know, Harry Lippman writes that Pence is trying to delay this, then we're in the middle of a presidential race where maybe Trump's, the, God forbid, the front runner, you know. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Was that no, I'm spitting tweet, on tweet, that. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do salt over each shoulder too, or is that I forgot? I was like, ah, tui tui. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but I, you know, again, what's the saying we keep saying over and over? Justice delayed is justice denied. But I just have to hope they are going to run out of time at some point with this. I also believe that Fonnie Willis. I think you saw the little update. Yeah. Oh, talked yes, about Travis. The Travis has, has a finger just, of justice. It has just been released. Oh, and oh, the, 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 well, yes, it's been released. I haven't had a chance um, to get into anything. Uh, yep. And there Checking. are hints, from what I understand from my co-host on the Daily Beans, Allison, saying that the judge has dropped hints, McBurney has dropped hints, that Trump could be indicted. So yeah. there's there's little glimmers I here. I saw there's that. little glimmers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we'll have this out, and they're saying that the full one's not going to be um, released, especially unredacted, because it could jeopardize future defendants' right. rights plural. to a fair trial. Yes. So mm -hmm. plural. Um, I think justice is coming. I really do. I think yeah. in this case, I think Bonnie Willis is going to, is going to, she's going to be the one. Yeah. She's going to be the, take the maiden legal voyage as Glenn Kirshner says. Yeah. Right. Let's um, do it. Yeah. I mean, I, it, like I say, I end game in terms of, because obviously people are saying Trump's a, the feeling is Trump's a target. So we're at the end in terms of that with the Pence and the Meadows subpoenas. Right. So, right. But I don't know what, Endgame means <laughs> days, weeks, months still, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't think any of us do. I just pray that it happens. I, I mean, I hope it happens within this year. I mean, yeah. 
he can still be indicted if he's running. There's nothing that protects him for that. Yeah. And apparently you can actually run for office, even if you have been indicted. Ask many Republicans. So who yeah. knows what that means? But hopefully yeah. he'll be well, in I prison think long before that happens. We're all feeling a little deflated about Matt Gates not being charged with sex trafficking. Ugh. I'm like, when, really? There's a Venmo and he asked for a pardon for it. You know, but I I guess as Harry was saying, the you know, the problem is witnesses, you know, Joel Greenberg would not be considered a reliable witness, the, perhaps the teenager, unfortunately. But, I, you know, I, sorry, I'm just going to jump ahead oh. and say, you know he's guilty, allegedly. Oh. <laughs> Alleg- allegedly. Yep, yep, yep. No one's getting sued, but we know he did it. Maybe. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> sure. Allegedly. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, this leads us to a uh, statement from the bassinet of the 45th president. Um, <laughs> Radical left Trump-hating special prosecutor Jack Smith. Do you think he just, like, cuts and pastes from his Mueller tweets, or is this just, okay? Prosecutor Jack Smith. Prosecutor's always in quotes. Right, right. Uh, Is leaking to the fake news media like a sieve. He's going absolutely crazy trying to nab the political candidate who's way ahead of his boss in the polls and won the 2020 presidential election except for the fact that it was rigged. He's got a job to do and he's working hard to scare and intimidate witnesses, even lawyers who've never seen such antics before. He could be looking at election fraud and who spied on my campaign. It's that cake again. Uh Our once great country has never seen political politicization like we're seeing today. This is the Gestapo and the KGB. That's funny. See, referenced Russia. That's Uh (laughs) all wrapped into one. We've got to take our country back and make America great again. I love how you just trailed (laughs) off. Like someone gave him the hook. Yeah. So apparently there's also no character limit on Truth Social, for God's sake. <laughs> for God's sakes. Oh, my Lord. Uh. I, yeah. Okay. So I, I we shall uh, we shall uh, look at, you know, this just breaking on my, we're all just staring at our devices. Yeah, exactly. We're, look, we're like a normal family now. We're just ignoring each other and staring at our devices, radio, trying to figure out the funny yeah, Willis stuff. Ahead. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep, we'll cover all me. that when we get back. 18 minutes after the hour. Hand me the sports. She's your human Prozac. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. Yeah, it is the Stephanie Miller Show. Dana Goldberg's here, so everything's automatically better. And also, uh, we have gotten the Fulton Grand Jury. um, The special grand jury recommended the Fulton County District Attorney consider indicting some witnesses for perjury, according to newly released parts of their final report in Georgia, which just came out uh, seconds ago. Load the liar cannon. You, sir, are a liar. Mm -hmm. Liar, liar, your pants... Are on fire! Thank you. I say you're a lying scumbag. The special grand jury wrote that the group believes perjury may have been committed by one or more witnesses testifying before it. Uh, the grand jury recommends that the district attorney seek appropriate indictments for such crimes where evidence is compelling. The grand jury does not name any witnesses. <coughs> Rudy, Mark, <coughs> Lindsay. <coughs> Excuse me. I have a, is there, are yeah. your allergies acting sure, up? Sure, it's dry. Yeah, it's out, windy. Yeah. That's how I lost that balloon yes, yesterday. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is there an elephant stuck in your throat, dear? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, or provide any other details about the witness testimony the grand jury heard. Uh, so it, that is like all we know at this hour, right? We knew they were going to release sections, right? But not the whole 
Yeah. Right? And yeah. to release a section that says that, that means that the redacted parts probably have some much more uh, powerful crimes that they're probably looking into more than perjury would be my guess. Yes. Oh, for instance, this just in, hot off the press. Uh, the grand jury heard, this is from the report. Mm-hmm. The grand jury heard extensive testimony on the subject of alleged election fraud from poll workers, investigators, technical experts, and state of Georgia employees and officials, as well as from persons still claiming that such fraud took place. We find by unanimous vote that no widespread fraud took place in Georgia in the 2020 presidential election that could result in overturning that election, the nine-page report says. Um, Unanimous. Donald lost the state of Georgia again. Again. (laughs) Meep. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> it's quite an accomplishment. Well done. I mean, uh, two yeah. years later? How long was it? Can I just say, this is just a little... <laughs> this is the CS bitch party. Uh-huh. All of them. This is so pathetic. You saw this, right? After Elon Musk's Super Bowl tweet garnered less engagement than Joe Biden's. He lost the popular vote to yes. Joe Biden. Um, the Twitter 3.0 threatened to fire several of the company's engineer and had 80 employees build a system so his tweets would be viewed by more losers. Oh, my God. They're just such whiny little ass bitch losers. Ass bitch. They are. Allison Gill has said that since she has blocked Elon Musk, her experience on Twitter has been much better. So it's something to consider, everyone. Yes. It is something to consider. Ass bitch. Yeah. I'm not leaving Twitter. No. Screw him. Uh, yeah, his Super Bowl tweet got 9 million impressions. Biden's got 20 mo- 29 million. Oh, my gosh. If only Mike Pence would have done the right thing. Maybe that could have been overturned. Um, at 2.36 a.m. on Monday, James Musk, Elon's cousin, summoned Twitter engineers to help solve the high urgency problem of Musk's low engagement. 80 engineers were pulled in for the project and worked to investigate, quote, various hypotheses about why Musk's tweets weren't reaching as many people as he thought they should. And I know because he's a hole that no one likes. That's why. Oh my God. Test solutions. Oh, I know. I have a solution. Why don't you step down like you said you were going to? Remember, he took a poll and people are like, yes, go. Computer says yes. And then what? We didn't care. We didn't care. We knew he wasn't going. And even if he steps down as CEO, he still has the power to tweet. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's probably, one of, he's probably the majority shareholder. Kevin in DC, you're on with Dana. Hello, to, hello Kev. Good morning, everybody. Um, when I, you know, you talked about this earlier before um, I could mention it, uh, Dana, but the prospect of kids, I just saw an interview where they were talking about, we just went through this 14 months ago. We have now come to the point where mass shootings happen to the same people, the same people. Yeah. in less than two years. Yeah. So this is just madness. I am in, I am infuriated. I am uh, 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 devastated, actually. And I don't know day to day how to get through living in a world where this is possible. I feel like this is an alternative universe episode of the Twilight Zone, except it's real. Yeah. And I I appreciate your show as well as my extended fam- my family and extended family through the MOOCs for being able to talk about this because I think I'm actually having mental issues with this. This is this is not real, except it is. Yeah. Well, we're subjected to the same trauma over and over again. You know, any psychologist would tell you, right? You're, you're, you know, how, how, what, how, what happens when you, you know, you get re-traumatized over and over again by the same thing? And this, you know, just our feeling like we would be shot anywhere. I went to the supermarket yesterday. You know, you just like, you never know 
where you're safe. I've, I've turned into one of those people and I hate it, but whenever I go to a large event, I look for the exits. Yep. I wonder yeah. where the protection is, where am I going to go? Even at my events with the Human Rights Campaign, there's, yep. oh, you yep. got 29 go. minutes after the hour. Right back with Dana. That's, do you think this commander-in-chief is in command? Is he in command generally, Senator Rubio? But not in this particular episode, is he in command? Well, he, I obviously don't have a lot of insight into the inner workings of this administration, but he, sir, I, I've seen nothing demonstrated outwardly, like to us, that shows he's in command. What? Marco Rubio on the balloon story. Also, Larry Conlow. Yeah. That was Larry Conlow. Oh, did he call him Chuck Todd? Chuck Todd. Listen, Chuck Todd. Does he know there's some valuable minerals in Greenland? Okay. Uh, Dana. Yes, um, dear. I don't know if you heard my story, but I inadvertently uh, added to the balloon crisis yesterday. I bought a uh, cut rate day after Valentine's Day giant balloon for my girlfriend. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah, because I went to the supermarket. I was like, oh, it's only $2. It's a, it said, uh, I'm yours, no refunds. Ha, I thought it was funny. Anyway, Nothing but it... says love like a day late $2 balloon. Broke off and blew away in the uh, in the wind. Yeah, nothing does say love like a $2 discount Valentine's balloon. Day so was, a day oh, late. What's your point? A, a clearance balloon. $2 short. Uh-huh. Dana, it blew away. And I don't... I sent her at least a picture of it floating, I don't know, somewhere over Franklin. You and did. Till, you should have sent until, her a picture of it that said love is in the air. Hey! I did. Been a perfect- I did. I sent her I sent her two songs. I sent her a picture of the balloon in the trees. And I, I did up, up, and away. And also... Uh, What's the other one? Your love is lifting me higher and higher. Love is in the air is perfect. I know. Love is in Thank the air. That's right, that's I'll a professional that. right there. That's a professional comedian yes. play right there. Love is in the air. All right. Third time's the charm. <laughs> <laughs> Hire me as anyway, a writer. I'm ready I, to go. I was able to send her a picture before Norwich blew it out of the sky. And I apologize for adding to the balloon crisis, Travis. Now, that's going to be in my staff. That was tomorrow. the 100th Luft balloon. Yes. I could imagine your face, though, as it went up. You were just like, oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> no, here's how stupid I am. I started running, chasing it. I don't know why I thought I'd be able to catch a helium balloon, but I was like, no, no! My Did you try to I jump love that you motion? turned into a human Banksy painting. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played, Dana. Well played. I put the 99th red balloon in the sky uh-huh. yesterday. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay, do you want it more Marco Rubio whining? Why not? Here we go. Okay. God. All right. Frankly, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I think part mm-hmm. of it is the White House is afraid to put him in front of a microphone really? on something like this. Uh, I don't mm. think they have a lot of confidence in his ability to communicate something like this. They're concerned that he might misspeak or might say something that causes further confusion. That's my personal view, but maybe there's some other reason for it. If there is, they haven't told us. They have not offered any yeah. rationale to us, nor have I heard anything that leads me to believe that the commander-in-chief should not address this. Oh, my God. They just put him in front of a microphone for the State of the Union, which 72% of Americans... <laughs> approved of yes travis not to mention whenever a republican starts a sentence with i'm going to be honest with you right. i know we're about to get <laughs> lied to never never we're like oh come on uh no they the white house has announced that biden will be giving remarks as soon as today oh, about no. the, um, the balloons marco yes. rubio's wrong huh. okay all right uh and unlike her larry kudlow he will likely not be uh what's the word i'm looking for drunk yes drunk that word yeah you were looking okay. for one more rubio <laughs> 
He could stand up there and say the exact same thing that you know, John Kirby's been saying, that the spokesperson for the White House has been saying, but coming from the president, I think that's important. That's who should be leading this, something as extraordinary as this. The fact that he isn't, I think, speaks volumes about his leadership capabilities mm-hmm. and, and by that I mean the ability to communicate, which is critical to a president in a time of conflict or a time of, of, uh, of concern. Mm. You know, Dana, if only uh, he had uh, jammed the signal so that the Chinese spy balloon didn't get anything from us and then we got all of their intelligence and he shot it down safely over water without injuring or killing anybody. Um, I mean, that would have been incredible. Oh, wait, it happened? Oh, wait, that's what happened. That's that's what happened. Okay. If only he would have handled it, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Perfectly like that. Not even a prairie dog was injured. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Don in California. Hello, Don. Hi, Don. Oh, Good morning, everybody. uh, Thanks for fitting me in. Hey, a couple of things um, I wanted to touch on. First of all, um, raping McForehead, it seems like maybe his victim could uh, go the civil route now, or victims, I should say, um, could possibly go the civil route since the DOJ has decided not to press charges, which really kind of irritates me, but I understand why. And touching on the DOJ, why do they call it Biden's DOJ? It's the Department of Justice. It's not Biden's Department of Justice. It's officially part of the the, uh, executive branch. So It was was Trump's DOJ, that's for sure. Exactly. Bill Barr was his little whatever. Okay, what? That's not what it sounds I'm like. Just, I'm just clearing something. No, no, I don't want to know what it sounds like. I'm taking my headphones out. <laughs> You're going to have to trust us on this one. I had grape nuts for breakfast. That's what I bought at the supermarket yesterday. Am I the only person that likes grape nuts? Yeah. I know yes. it's like driveway gravel. I love it. I love it. Why would I you went do... through a grape nuts phase. Really? I love it. I did. How, how do you eat them? They're so like, they're yeah. like rocks. Yeah. Dennis love it. Yeah, I'm sure. Michael in the Bronx. <laughs> Hello, Mike. You're on with Dana. Hi, Steph. Hi, Dana. Good morning. Very important question, especially after what my good buddy Kevin from D.C. just brought up, that the gun massacres, the injustices, we're seeing and hearing the same thing over and over again, over 20 years, and the same Republicans always incite the violence. They don't do any kind of corrective action. Why can't we just collectively, moving forward, constantly call for the criminal prosecution of these people that enable it. And if a right-winger says to me, oh, Michael from the Bronx, you can't blame anybody for saying, um, suggesting things that cause violence, it's their First Amendment right. Well, I say to him, well, I'm calling for the criminal prosecution for truth and justice, and that is my First Amendment right. Wow. All right. So, Do you use your, your radio name everywhere? Do you, in real life, you're Michael from the Bronx? I am Michael from the Bronx. Okay. But <laughs> you should know you should know my last name too. But oh, I'm not going to say Oh no, that's no, we just want to know no, you no, as no. Michael from the no, Bronx. No, that's okay. That's yeah. all right. I just like that right wingers say, "Hey, Michael from the Bronx." His last name is actually from Anita the Bronx. Anita from San Antonio says that Sue in Rockville says you <laughs> don't know what the hell you're talking about. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, Dana, you were some, making some good points, and, and I'm sorry we hit a hard break, but just talking about just nervousness mm-hmm. to go to the supermarket. We were talking about we went to the uh, Adam Schiff for Senate launch, and there was quite a police presence. And, you know, we were told later the police were nervous that it was in a public parking lot because Schiff has been such a They'd target. They originally planned on doing it inside, but there were too many people, so they moved it outside. Police weren't happy. And... Yeah, yeah. But I, I didn't even think of it. But, you know, now I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I guess that would have been a, a, a right-wing target, right? And it's also the the police presence that you can actually see 
I mean, there's a tremendous amount of security that are not out in the public eye, meaning you can't just pick them out of a crowd, whether they're in regular clothing or whether they're in buildings that you can't see. Like, they make sure that these guys are protected, but it's terrifying. Like, even the places that have metal detectors that I go to and, you know, the big events that I do, some of them don't have metal detectors. And these are LGBTQ events in a massive ballroom. Yeah. You know, it's not now the the organizations that protect our, their people, you know, when the human rights campaign, they've got security and metal detectors and the audience is safe. But there's some events that I go to that I'm looking around going, this is an open carry state. Like yeah. what what would happen? What would I do? And I hate that we have to live that way. It's terrifying. I feel like I must now bring up with you the headline this Uh-oh. morning. Where was the headline? Uh-oh. Marjorie Taylor Greene and George Santos co-sponsor a bill to ban books that mention LGBTQ. sexual or LGBTQ. Yep. So the uh, internalized Katara Ravishay. In that man is mind-boggling. Yeah. It's yeah. so it's it's yeah. Yeah. Oh, police uh, barricaded his office as protesters tried to deliver a petition calling on him to resign. On Santos. Yeah. Okay. So they were able to protect him from his <laughs> own constituents who would like him to, uh, to resign. Leave, yeah. Yes. Um, he will soon have to declare whether he plans on running for re-election, and uh, Republicans are dreading a nightmare scenario where he actually goes through with it, although Santos has previously indicated he will only serve one term. He has now been talking about seeking a second term, even yep. though polls show the of vast course. majority of his constituents want him to resign. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, because he's a Republican. What's more, uh, the GOP fears uh, that even being hit with criminal charges will may not be enough pers- to persuade him to step down. Because there is no shame, Dana. There's no shame you on know, the Republican side. what will get him to step down is extradition to Brazil. So maybe that could happen. <laughs> right. Let them clean up our mess. Several New York Republicans are plotting re- you know, primary challengers uh, to ensure he's not on the ballot next year. Uh, Republicans are actually hoping, though, Santos sticks out his term and then decides not to run as they fear a special election to replace him in a seat that they would probably lose, right? Oh, but I, I mean, but, but that, that shows their commitment. They don't have any actual commitment to get some right. lying crook out of their caucus. They still want him to serve so they don't lose the seat. I mean, it, it, yeah. And with all due respect, maybe Democrats in New York cannot fall asleep behind the wheel thinking that they have these seats in the bag and actually get out and do some grassroots movement and get some of these seats flipped back to where they should be. The gerrymandering map that was put in by Cuomo mm-hmm. because he thought, mm-hmm. it, I don't know what he was doing when that happened. Like, I think that New York can get that seat back without actually having another Republican take it. I understand it's like, I think a lot of it's in Long Island, but there's also part of his um, that goes into Queens. Like it's in Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. One of the boroughs, I should say. I shouldn't say Manhattan. It's when it's in one of the five boroughs. This isn't necessarily a highly, I mean, a lot of it's Republican, but I still think that seat can be flipped. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, so, I don't know, speaking of polling, this new AP poll uh, offered bad news for Biden, who, despite encouraging economic data, still struggles uh, to convince Democrats he should be leading the party in 2024. Uh, it was before the State of the Union, mm-hmm. which I thought he knocked out of the park, but uh, the poll asked U.S. adults who identify as Democrats who the leader of the Democratic Party is. Only 41% said Biden. Um, Pelosi and Schumer came in next with 7%, whatever. I, I, I mean... I know this is early, so they bless the same group who should lead the Democratic Party. Uh, Biden received only 12 percent support, followed by Jeffries, Bernie Sanders, AOC at 5 percent. What what do you make of this whole, you know, just kind of, you know, Michigas early on? I just think it's. uh, Listen, I I would love to see him get another term. I don't know what's going to happen. I just know that if Biden is obviously the nominee, I'm going to vote for him and I'm going to do everything I can to raise money to make sure he gets another you know, four years in the White House. But to do this early in the infighting, I just, 
I, I wish that they wouldn't. I, I can't control well, that. I just think that it, it puts us in the same yeah. boat as the Republicans. Well, yeah, I was going to say the GOP showed similar results. Only 18% believing Trump is currently leader of the party. Kevin McCarthy only gets 11%. Mitch McConnell comes in with the worst numbers of any major leader of either party. I mean, this is the problem with both sides do it and how journalism plays into this, is everyone just ends up hating everybody yeah. and hating right. politics. When, and it's also a lot of clickbait. We know that. Like, right, who knows right. if they asked seven people? You know, we don't know how many people were po- in, asked in these polls. I think they're skewed. And I think that the, the media is going to continue to try and get us to click on articles and mm-hmm. the infighting and yep. everything else. And I hate to say it is we don't know what articles are coming from where. Yeah. Meaning, are these being funneled in from Russian, you know, yeah. parts? Or, or we don't know where these yeah, articles that's are where coming Dem-Exit, up to try and divide us. That's where Demexit came from, trying to get people right. to leave the Democratic Party. Right. That's yeah, why when exactly. we had that caller earlier in the show who said, yeah, I read online I read an that, article. that blah, blah, blah. That's why I asked her, where did you read that? Yeah. I want more people to, to understand where they're reading their news, yeah. whether it's from a credible source yeah. or whether it's from and being pumped in by an algorithm exactly. to trigger you. I yes. read an article. It must be true. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and not to mention the fact if you say something out loud like, I think Russia is sending disinformation, your phone and our, our phones are tracking this. You're going to get an article mm-hmm. that somehow backs whatever your belief system is of this conspiracy of like, oh, these lies yeah. are coming, whatever it is. These things are going, this is what the algorithm is doing, and they're just going to pump articles. And that sounds exactly that's why the I same. Re- that's why I released my own uh, Valentine surveillance balloon yesterday. Yeah, and I love that all of these Republicans are like, shoot down the balloon. I'm like, you're holding an iPhone. Like, you're (laughs) tweeting from an iPhone. (laughs) They know your location now. Uh Exactly. Exactly. Remain calm. All is well. All is well. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. Yeah, Dana Goldberg's here. DG Comedy on Twitter. Follow oh, her. Love her. Worship her. Go see her live. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, CBO says the U.S. will breach the debt ceiling between July and September. So that's our next crisis we yeah. have to look forward to with our economic terrorists, as we call the Republicans in Congress. Um, can I have some mob music? I, Kevin McCarthy leans on the five families as House GOP plots debt limit tactics. Dana, does it ever feel like anything they do is, you know, for the good of, I don't know, the country? Or is it all... Uh, let me think about that for a second. Uh, no. Okay. No. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, the White House and Senate Democrats have calculated Speaker McCarthy won't have enough votes to raise the national borrowing limit. We'll end up caving to their demands to avoid a first-ever debt default with no strings attached or any conditions whatsoever. House Republicans are trying to prove them wrong. Leaders of the so-called five families of the House GOP <laughs> represent various ideological wings of the conference, met for the first time to discuss a range of positions and kick around ideas about raising the debt limit. Uh, the belief among Republicans is such a plan will force the White House and Senate Democrats to back off on their insistence that they will only accept a clean debt ceiling increase without any spending cuts. They are going to blow up, say, Social Security and Medicare if it kills them. 
right oh, no, there. No, they're not. They said on the House that they weren't going to do that. That was a big lie. Remember, sure. Marjorie Taylor Greene screamed like a banshee yeah. the entire sure. State of the Union sure. that he was a liar. Right. So it must be true. Yes. Sure. Okay, Dana, I keep asking this over and over again about why are we not investigating Jared Kushner? Because the Hunter Biden, it's just BS, and we all know it. He was not ever in the government. Jared Kushner made $2 billion from Saudi Arabia. Um, So congressional Democrats are intensifying their efforts to investigate Kushner over Trump administration's extensive financial entanglements with Saudi Arabia. Jamie Raskin, God love him. Mm -hmm. Yep. Pointed to evidence the former president's son-in-law may have acted to benefit his personal, financial, and business interests, no kidding, to the tune of billions of dollars from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia shortly after leaving government office. Raskin noted during his time in the White House, Kushner had specifically was tasked with managing the president's Middle East agenda, including shielding Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman from international uproar stemming from the assassination of Jamal Khashoggi. Your efforts to protect the Crown Prince may have allowed him to maintain his position at the top of the Saudi government, Raskin wrote, adding that Trump and Kushner's work was subsequently reciprocated by the prince's ability to deliver significant financial benefits to you and your father-in-law after the end of the Trump administration. Well, thank God someone is investigating actual Mm -hmm. corruption. You know, Jared and Ivanko were in the Trump government and benefited by millions, and in this case, $2 billion, right? Absolutely. I have nothing to add other than they should be investigated. And there's nothing saying that they aren't being right now. Again, I'm not saying that they are, but maybe there's something going on behind closed doors that we're not aware of. Yeah. Well, I just because if nothing else to just show how completely ridiculous this Hunter Biden laptop story is. Absolutely. Uh, Okay. Oh, boy. This is just a Gavin Newsom. Oh, oh, this, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. We know Gavin. We work with Gavin. Yeah. <laughs> 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 current TV. He talked about his ex-wife turned uh, current oh, girlfriend to Donald Trump Jr. Saying uh, she was a different person when they were married and she fell prey to the culture at Fox News. Uh, he said she was working for a progressive district attorney. We were close to Kamala Harris. She knew her well. She was spending a lot of time in Democratic circles. Um, yes. And then Don Jr., who I don't. Dana, I don't like to speculate about Don Jr., except that Don Jr. speculated about Don Jr. because, you know, I'm just saying. Don Jr.'s on coke. Okay. (laughs) I mean, if you're wondering what Cocaine Bear, the movie, is about, it's probably Don Jr. Jr. Now now that he's got that beard. Allegedly. Don Jr.'s on coke. Um, so she went on Charlie's Kirk, uh, Kirk, Charlie Kirk show and responded to her ex-husband's remarks, calling them absurd. She said, have you ever seen me be someone who was led by others in some cult mentality? Well, yes. <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> uh, no, I've been a proud Republican and conservative registering as a Republican at 18 years of age. Gavin knows this. I didn't change. He did. Really? He used to be so proud to fight for small business, for entrepreneurs, for those hardworking men and women. He's fallen prey to the left, the radical left that's pushing him so far to the left. It's really we're the fourth largest economy in the world under his from we went from fifth to fourth. We're making our own insulin. I mean, right? No, I agree with you. Right. I'm just saying. I also think it's funny. If you look at and listen, I think people, men, women, uh, non-binary people should do anything they want to their body to make them feel more sexy. But if you look at before pictures with Gavin Newsom and after pictures with Junior, she is literally a different. She really is. Yeah. Are we sure she's not a Chinese spy balloon? There's a lot of. Okay. Well, that was. I'm sorry. I apologize. Because we know that that, the balloon wouldn't pick up any intelligence if she is. (laughs) 
<laughs> we love you, Dana Goldberg. See you tomorrow on the Stephanie. Bye, Bonner. everybody. <laughs>